0: relationsreviewpodcast.com Thank you so much for listening to the Public Relations Review Podcast and have a great day. Welcome. This is the Public Relations Review Podcast. A program to discuss the many facets of public relations with seasoned professionals educators, authors, and others. Now, here is your host, Peter Woolfolk. Welcome to the Public Relations Review Podcast, and to our listeners all across America and around the world. Now, the U.S. Census projects that the largest population growth in the U.S. is among the multiracial people of color. They estimate that by 2060, and perhaps even sooner, Caucasians alone will be only about 43% of the U.S. population, while the combined people of color will constitute about 57% of the U.S. population. Now, African Americans will grow to nearly 43 million in 2030, or 14.3% of the population. What's more, eMarketer estimates African Americans will have a combined buying power of over $1.5 trillion by 2023. That is up from $1.3 trillion in 2018. So why should this growth and buying power data about African-Americans be of importance to the public relations community? Well, this should be a wake-up call to public relations practitioners that this is a viable market that many practitioners too often overlook with possibly a financial and programmatic mistake. One solid means of reaching this market is by way of Black-owned newspapers across the nation. The National Newspaper Publishers Association is the organization representing the 230 regional Black-owned newspapers with more than 22 weekly readers. My guest today is a respected leader in this organization. Joining me today from Nashville, Tennessee, is Rosetta Miller-Perry, CEO and publisher of the Tennessee Tribune. It was founded in 1991 and recently celebrated its 30th anniversary. The newspaper has more than 200,000 weekly readers across Tennessee. She is a graduate of the University of Memphis and the Howard University School of Law and also the publisher of Contemporary Magazine, and she is a recipient of over 100 awards. She is among the most influential people in Nashville, Tennessee. So Rosetta, thank you so very much for taking your time to chat with me today. So let's talk about, I would think, the increased need for public relations and other organizations to get engaged with Black-owned newspapers to increase their community outreach projects. How do you feel about that, or what have you seen in your years of of being with the uh, Tennessee Tribune? Uh,
1: In the beginning, it was a very slow process, but now the Tennessee Tribune, we're overwhelmed with information coming to us, and it's almost impossible to even engage with them, with with some of the uh, public relations firms. Um, I, I think one of the reasons is that the majority newspapers have cut the number of pages that they print, and so there's nowhere to send the information. So now they have to send their information to all the news outlets, and I think they use my newspaper a lot because I'm statewide,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that gets them a lot more publicity.
0: Now, do you think many of the larger organizations, as I said, either the, either the PR firms or maybe even government agencies and others, are they recognizing the change or increase in? Or the growth of the African American, or let's say people of color, uh, population as a whole, and the increase in their spending power, you think that helps as well?
1: Oh yes, they are. They know that African Americans spend a lot of money, and they also know that African America gets very little in return. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I think it's interesting because uh, I dug up a few uh, statistics. About that, and it uh, says basically that by uh, 2023, African Americans will have a combined buying power of over $1.5 trillion, and that's up up from $1.3 trillion just in 2018. So, I mean, that should obviously come to a lot of people's attention.
1: It should, but that doesn't benefit us. We're spending, they are receiving. When does our community benefit? When? And part of it, we can blame ourselves because our folks, a lot of them think that ice is colder on the other side. And and they'll, they'll buy, just say, a majority newspaper that's attacking them, that runs stories about crime and whatever about them, and then buy... My newspaper, because somebody they know is in it, or there's something in it always about the four HBCUs and so forth. But they, I think African Americans basically just feel like if it's white, it's right. Mm-hmm. And we can't, you know, we can't control that. I don't say that you shouldn't use or read majority newspapers, because they're tied in so that they can get some news that we can't get. But I think if you want to be well-balanced, if you want to know what's happening with our people, if you want to know someone was recently promoted to an admiral, you're not going to find that anywhere but in the black press. And that person could have graduated from TSU, went to school with somebody's mother, you know. So... Our newspapers will inform our citizens about things that you will never see in a majority. I was just talking to a black female airline pilot, 31 years old, in Mm -hmm. Atlanta. And I'll be running that story soon. You're not going to read that in in a majority paper. But in our paper, that's an inspiration for someone, some Mm -hmm. young woman, right here in Nashville.
0: You know, it's interesting that you brought that up because probably, I'm going to say around, it was roughly three years ago, I ran across a similar story. I believe it was Delta uh, on a flight from Atlanta to, to Nashville. Now, it wasn't mm-hmm. planned, it was a completely accidental simply because of the rearranging of some scheduling problems. But it just so happened that all of the flight crew, not only were they all African American, but they were all female. That was the pilot, mm-hmm. the co-pilot, and all of the uh, flight attendants, the, the entire crew, which was history-making in itself. Yes. And you're absolutely right. That sort of uh, great information just was neglected by by the majority of newspapers.
1: Right. Well, they have no interest in that, really. And you have to think it's more of them than us. So they're going to write about them. So, how, so That's where their money comes from.
0: I know. I understand. So how would you suggest that? We get, or you in fact, uh, get more PR companies to send information that all everybody in the community can benefit from. Are there opportunities for them to come visit you or you come visit them or, or place uh, meetings that you can get together so that you can have those uh, conversations?
1: Uh, I think that needs to be done. I do get information from PR firms. But they're out in New York or LA, etc. There's a lot going on in Nashville, and PR firms ought to know about it. And that information should be disseminated right here in Nashville in the Tennessee Tribune, mm-hmm. because you know, because people are coming in here all the time.
0: Well, needless to say, uh, Nashville is one of the, as they say, one of the hottest cities in the. Um in the U.S. right now, in terms not only in terms of population growth, but new firms coming to Nashville look like every year right now, and new buildings well, yeah. going up. It's uh, it's like crabgrass the the high rises that are going up so fast around here.
1: Yeah, and they're bringing they are bringing in top black executives, you know, so, and you know they're they're not gonna reach they're not gonna reach out to 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 the black community. Because usually when they come in, they move out to Hermitage or Brentwood. And I've met a few, and I'll ask, and where do you go to church? Well, I'm thinking they're going to name one of these local churches, but they go to white churches. I mean, they just assimilate into the white community, so they don't even get to know us.
0: So I guess that that becomes, because here in Nashville, there are two, maybe three black newspapers and publications. How can those new companies that have outreach efforts get to know you? How would you suggest uh, that begin to happen?
1: Well, that's a difficult question. Most of these companies in Nashville know the Tennessee Tribune. You know, they read it. They know what's going on because white people want to know what we're doing, what's out there, what's happening. So they're it's online. They read it, and they have to read it because, I get the information when they have they let, they let me know when they when they have a black person on, you know, executive. I don't go out looking for that. They send it to me. Mhm.
0: So basically what I'm hearing you say is that those large large or small PR firms really need to make an effort to reach out to you and and include you in their outreach efforts. Right. Yeah, because you like you said, you've been there for 30 years and uh, probably one of the most influential people in Nashville, so they need to have some sort of connection with you so there they can be not only sending you information but also buying some some advertising in your newspaper as well. That's true. I'm just wondering if, uh, because I know that there's a public relations uh, organization here, and um, perhaps maybe there's some attention should be drawn to this sort of gap, if you will, communications gap, where, yes, you're here. You have a service that there needs to be some collaboration between you and them or exchanges so that that information flows, if you will, both ways.
1: Yeah. But see, they don't realize how important it is when they hire to say a, a young black male in a position because. Look at all the young males that we have, black males. They have other people to look up to now. You know, before you asked a young man who do you want to be? I want to be a preacher Mm -hmm. or a teacher or a policeman or a lawyer. That's all we had. Now look at all the titles and all the different companies. So now they can aspire to be something else like these folks they're bringing into, you know, with all those titles because we got some smart young folks graduating from high school and and they can go into something other than those four categories that I just named. But how would they ever know that those positions are out there in those companies? And And if they saw a black person in those positions, you know, that's an inspiration.
0: You know, as as I listen to you, I'm I'm thinking now because the Public Relations Society of America really has a big push in terms of diversity. I'm not sure that there has been any discussion at that level of them engaging or involving Black-owned newspapers in some of the things that they're doing. And I think this might Uh be an excellent opportunity for them to hear of some of the things that they themselves could be doing to help that diversity and inclusion effort that they have underway. Yes. Well, one of the things that I can tell you as a result of this conversation is that uh, not only will I put it into the Public Relations Society of America, their uh, open forum and uh, and, uh, their diversity outreach uh, and exchange so that they can hear this, because it goes to every member of the PRSA around the country. So them uh-huh. hearing this, I think hopefully will begin to spark some sort of effort to look at here's what we here's a gap in a, uh, the outreach efforts that, that we have going on
1: mhm, uh-huh. and th- there are other like groups that need to be reached, like we have top teens see? now these are young african well, you know a lot of they're young african American males, all of them go on to college but they can be inspired if if they would see some African Americans in some other field
0: mm-hmm. doing some other things.
1: That's an inspiration. You know, some th- things that they may never have thought of, but brilliant enough to do if directed correctly. So,
0: Well, let me say, I'm going to make sure that uh, our conversation today gets in front of that the Diversity and Inclusion Committee for the Public Relations Society. There's no question about that. Mm-hmm. Also, once what happens, of course, is that I'll I'll put a notice of this uh, program on on Twitter, so it will go further further out. But I think part of this is bringing the attention to the public relations community that more needs to be done for the o- PR firms to reach out to uh, black-owned newspapers. Of which, by the way there are 230 of them all around the country mm-hmm. and something else that I did not know I mean I, you know I looked, uh, looked up some of this information and of those uh, 200 uh, 230 you've got 22 million readers each week that are reading those newspapers all Right, all right. in addition to that not only uh, do they have the obviously the hard copy newspapers But uh, they've got readers on Facebook, of of which there are 12 million readers, 15 million Twitter followers, and 10 million on Instagram. So going to these newspapers has followers not only, you know, with the hard copy editions, but the digital editions, which a lot of people do look at and use on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. You're right. Well, let me me just ask you real quick then, what other things would you suggest to public relations people as a whole in an effort to have a better linkage and communications uh, avenue, if you will, with uh, the black-owned newspapers?
1: What can I say?
0: Well, let me ask you this. Would it be worthwhile to suggest that the the National Newspaper Publishers Association, which uh, is a is the uh, organization representing all of them, have a chance to present something to the Public Relations Association of America uh, at one of their annual meetings. Would that make sense?
1: You, you mean would NNPA do a presentation or you do the presentation to us?
0: Well, uh, as a matter of fact, it could both work both ways, I think, but at least put the NNPA and the Public Relations Society to, in contact with each other as a way of exchanging information, or how can we help each other do A, B, C, and D?
1: Uh, Yeah, I think that you should contact an NPA and ask to be part of their spring or fall or any of their national meetings to be on their program. Mm -hmm. And, you know, tell them how we can work together.
0: That's the sort of thing I think will work. Well, in addition, not only suggest this to them, but also make sure that they hear this coming from you, yeah. because you've been involved with the NNPA for just a bunch of years, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, a long time. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, good.
1: Th- that would be good, because you know, we have different people with presentations, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But th- this could be very beneficial.
0: Okay. Well, while I'm thinking about it, any other thoughts you might have for uh, 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 organizations better engaged with uh, black newspapers around the country?
1: But but you should be engaged with the black press, you know, because you, ha- you have to get your information out there, and that's one way to get it out there. And you can also suggest, you know, because we um, have, we you know, we're on the web every now and now, all the time. You can also suggest that there's some that you're one of the speakers on the website to talk about a relationship with A. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, very good. So, Rosetta, let me thank you for taking and time. That's a me.
1: nationwide thing.
0: I, I understand. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I I just want to say thank you so very much for taking time from your busy day to talk to talk to me today.
1: Okay. Good talking to you.
0: Thank you, and uh, we'll talk again soon.
1: Okay, all right. Okay, thanks.
0: Bye. Bye Bye-bye. My guest today was Rosetta Miller-Perry. She is the CEO and publisher of the Tennessee Tribune in Nashville, Tennessee. If you've enjoyed this uh, very straightforward, no-holds-barred conversation, I sure would appreciate rating from you, and we look forward to having you here again for the next edition of the Public Relations Review Podcast. Thank you. This podcast is produced by Communication Strategies, an award-winning public relations and public affairs firm headquartered in Nashville, Tennessee. Thank you for joining us. This is Peter Woolfolk speaking. Now, first of all, thank you so very much for listening to the podcast. Now, I am very excited to let you know that the podcast is now available on Amazon Alexa. You know the drill. Simply say, Alexa, play Public Relations Review Podcast, and she'll take it from there. And again, thank you for listening. And if you enjoy the program, please become a subscriber. Now, on to the podcast.